nobody can hear you. But maybe give a round of applause if you're at home and maybe put some messages in the comments. You know, um, Pastor Jason, I literally just said a few seconds ago how, how blessed we are to, to have just a, such an amazing team, uh, amazing group of people that serve church. So we, everyone that's been involved tonight, we just thank you so much. You know, we literally couldn't do it without you. And, and I'm not going to pretend, if I'm honest, that it's, um, it's any easier uh, or better having an empty room because it's not. And I am gutted, and I'm sure lots of us are gutted, that you're not here uh, today with us, but you can still join us online, which is, which is a great thing. Uh, but we really, we really look forward to getting back together and really hope that, that you can see the heart of, of the decision that we made to, to move things online, just to really hope that you all have an, an amazing Christmas as well. So I, I want to focus just literally for about 10 minutes on uh, some particular people in the, in the Christmas event this evening. And I will be honest, they are my favourite people in the nativity. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, I can't see you very well, by the way, if you just knock that down a little bit, that'd be helpful. Um, I, I, I'm sure that some of you in the room have, have probably played a character in the nativity over the years. And I want to just talk for 10 minutes on the shepherd. So who, let us know in the comments at home if you've ever played a shepherd. Who's played a shepherd in here? Anyone? Yeah, Paul's played a shepherd. I can see Paul as a shepherd. Definitely Paul as a shepherd. And uh, there were three, three greatest achievements in my life, okay? Not in particular order. The first one is marrying my beautiful wife, of course. The second one is the day our child was born. And the third one was playing a shepherd in the nativity when I was 12 years old. And I was wearing that tea towel on my head with pride. I was never Joseph. I was always a shepherd. And uh, you, can't have, you can't have a nativity without a shepherd, can you? So we, we've obviously um, paused our, our nativity with the kids and we've got shepherds in there as well. And we're really looking forward to doing that as soon as we can. But you can't have a nativity without shepherds. So, so I just want to sort of delve deeper into shepherds and just apply a bit of biblical ton- context to help us understand this amazing historical event. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And we've heard these words so often, haven't we? Uh, But do we actually realise that, and I'm going to be controversial here, and there's theological arguments that go on about all of this, but Jesus maybe wasn't born on December the 25th. Don't shoot me down. I'm not saying it's a fact, but it's a possibility that he wasn't born on December the 25th. And there is an ongoing theological argument. I'm part of a, um, this is how cool I am, I'm part of a theological uh, apologetic group on Facebook. And they've spent about the last three weeks arguing about whether Jesus was born on on Christmas Day or not. Um, But the argument against that is that, uh, obviously with with the shepherds, uh, out tendering the, the, the sheep, that it tends to be they don't do that in winter. And then other people are saying, well, at the time, you know, the, 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 the climate was different and, and they did do that. Uh, but the people that don't think that, that it was at that time believe that it's maybe between March and November because it was probably too cold. Uh, but I don't know the answer to that. And then also another controversial thing, nobody actually really knows uh, for sure when uh, Jesus was born at the time of day. Uh, so around 200 AD, there was two theories about that date uh, that maybe uh, in terms of the, the, the time of the year, some people thought that it was on May the 20th. Others thought that it was either April the 20th or the 21st. 
And in this ongoing theological discussion, the argument that it isn't on the 25th December and why the 25th December was chosen is because uh, there was a pagan festival, uh, which was, a, uh, which was a, a celebration of the, the coming of the sun again. And what they wanted to do at the time was the Christians would try and pinch that uh, event, because a lot of people were celebrating already, and they wanted to make it, make it their own. However, nobody knows. So I ain't got the answers. I'm not telling you that's true, but nobody knows that. But I think it's quite interesting, maybe it's just me, uh, when this actually happened. So... Just looking back at what we, I mentioned about what Luke wrote about the shepherds, and he said, keeping watch over their flock by night. So literally, they were watching, uh, they were watchers of the watchers of the night. So they were taking turns watching over their flocks by night. And some people, again, think that Jesus was born at night because obviously they were, the shepherds were watching their flocks at night. But again, the truth of the idea is we, we, we've got no idea. But what we do know, so I've told you a lot of things that we don't know, but what we do know is this. And this is that the first people to receive the news of the birth of a saviour were the shepherds. And that's really key, okay? And I'm going to tell you why, but that's really key and it's really important. So shepherds then weren't just an ordinary group of working class people. They were a bunch of rascals. They were a bunch of rogues. And they were seen as not being a decent type of person or being respected. And they were actually called, um, in inverted commas, the people of the dirt. So if you could think of a word this time, what you'd use, it'd probably be a horrible word, scumbags. That's what they really called them. And no self-respecting Jewish parent would want their daughter to marry a shepherd. So if your daughter came home and said, listen, I'm getting married, it's a shepherd, that's like the worst news ever. And actually, a rabbi said, a well-known sort of rabbi said, you will find there is no more unwanted or unliked occupation in the world, which is a bit harsh, than that of shepherds. Good old shepherds getting a beating. But they weren't religious people either. So they, they were on duty 24-7. They were, they were never darkening the door of a synagogue. And they were living out in the fields. And they were unable to keep the Jewish ceremonial law uh, so not for them the observance of ritual like hand washings or any rules or regulations passed by the Jews at that time. They were rough and ready chaps. And it wasn't only the ceremonial law that they failed to observe. There were some moral laws as well. They were quite dishonest. And they commonly were unable to distinguish between right and wrong. And they did have the unfortunate habit of confusing and some people have this, what belongs to them and what belongs to other people. So things went missing when the shepherds went to town. And when they were out of town, they allowed their flocks to graze upon other people's land. And as a result, no shepherd was actually allowed to play, this is true, no shepherd, historically true, no shepherd was allowed to play part in a court of law. No shepherd could actually be called a witness in a court and they couldn't be trusted. So just have a think about today. I don't think shepherds are viewed like that today. I'm pretty certain. I know a shepherd actually from Bible College. He's a great guy, I promise. If he's listening, you're a great guy. Uh, but have a think about maybe a profession, and I'm sure there's some, a couple of things spring to my mind straight away, in the world today that isn't a trusted profession. And a shepherd is probably similar to that. And this is, is a really strange thing, isn't it? It was to the shepherds that God sent the angelic choir to. 
It was to the shepherds that God made known that a saviour was born in David's city. It was the shepherds, not the wise men, the shepherds who were the first to receive the news of Jesus. So what does that say to us all? And I think it's fairly obvious. Jesus is good news for everybody. Whoever we are, whatever we've done. Listen, listen again to the words of the angel. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Messiah the Lord. You know, churches today may contain lots of people who feel that they've got their lives together. But Jesus is not just the saviour of them. Jesus is the saviour of everyone. He is the saviour of the world. Yes, Jesus is good news for the churchgoers, but not just the churchgoers. And what more, Jesus is good news for the people, for one reason or another, have failed to live up to God's standards and the high standards. And I'm pretty sure everybody in this room, there's few people in this room and everybody at home, including me, haven't lived up to those standards. And Jesus said it time and time again. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And that's what, and we can sing some amazing songs, but that's what we celebrate today. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, or what you've done in the past. God accepts you for who you are. You don't have to reach a certain standard of holiness before God loves you. He loves you for who you are. You haven't got to prove yourself to God. You know, Christianity isn't a religion where we have to do good things and the more good things that we do, the closer we get to heaven. You don't have to prove yourself to God. The Christmas message is that nobody is outside the scope of the love of God. And that's hard for me, I, 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 just to fathom that. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Because we live in a world that's confused. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to avoid Twitter. I'm trying to avoid all these social media things at the minute because it just caught, it raises up my blood, blood levels, uh, blood pressure levels. And I had half an hour on Twitter this morning, okay? Donna, Donna stayed with us over this week and she thought I was reading my Bible. I was actually looking on Twitter for half an hour, okay? That's my confession. I'll ask for forgiveness. And do you know what? It's full of confused and broken people, okay? People at your work or place of education, this is another thing. They seem to mess up sometimes and that's it. They're written off. They're cancelled. You see, Jesus doesn't work like that. There's always a way back to Christ. There's always forgiveness available. You know, have a think about the worst thing. Okay, don't say out loud because we don't want to get scared. Have a think about the worst thing at home as well that you've ever done in your life. Have a think about it. And I'm sure it doesn't take much thought, does it? What's the worst thing you've ever done in your life? Maybe it's something that you still wake up at night thinking about and carrying. Maybe it's something in the middle of the night you jump up and you still, you still feel that. It's like a, a relapse of what's going on. Do you know what? Let me tell you something today, and you've probably heard it before, but I just want it to sink in. If you haven't heard it before, then this is an amazing news. Jesus was born, he lived, and he died for that. That thing and everything else. So you can be forgiven. 
And human, let me tell you another thing. You can forgive yourself because God forgave you for that. See, some of us, including myself, are great at forgiving others, but terrible at forgiving ourselves. And do you know what? That's hypocritical. Why are we applying a different rule to ourselves than what God is applying to us? You know, it says in Colossians 3 verse 13, forgive us the Lord, forgive you. God can forgive you and you should also forgive yourself. And like I mentioned earlier, Christianity isn't about doing as many good things as you can to get to heaven. You haven't blown it once you've done something wrong. Thank the Lord, eh? (laughs) Because we'd all have blown it by now. See, ongoing guilt is a trap and it contaminates your body and your spirit. And the faith and the teachings of Jesus is centred on forgiveness and love. But you know what? Love needs a response. The shepherds responded by going to Bethlehem to look into the matter. And then they found Jesus by praising God for all they heard and they seen. Let me just encourage you at home and in the room. Go to Bethlehem. I don't mean physically go because you can't get there at the minute. Go to Bethlehem. In the Bible, look into this. If you've, this is something new, then start that journey of looking into it. And if it's something that maybe you're just taking for granted, look into it again. And face up to the wonder of God's love for you. And then return to your homes and your workplaces, praising God for all you've heard and seen. If this is something new to you and at home this evening... You know what? You're in the right place right now. Whether it's in your living room, whether you're watching it on TV or whatever you're doing, whether you're at work, whatever it is, you're in the right place hearing this message right now. Just like in our own daily lives, if we want to be forgiven by someone, we have to ask for it. We have to admit what we've done to God and we have to ask for his forgiveness. And it doesn't need to be me Pastor Jason, Pastor whoever, it doesn't need to be a priest or anything like that. It needs to go straight to God. So let's just use this time as an opportunity to do that right now. Can we just take this uh, little bit of time, a short time this evening, and what more a relevant time than Christmas time to do so? Let's take this opportunity to get ourselves right with God. And like I mentioned earlier, you might be completely new to this. You might have done this before. Band, if you want to come up, that'd be great. You might be completely new to this. You might have done this before. It doesn't matter. There's always a way back time and time again. And we should all make time to align ourselves with him. You know, I'm just going to say a short prayer. You know, this is not out of a book or anything. This is just something that I've written. And, and if, you, if that's something that just resonates with you at home, at the moment, I just want to, I want you to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to pray it for you. If you just pray it amongst yourself as well. Let's just say this short prayer to help ourselves with this. God, I know that I've done wrong and I know that I need forgiveness. I'm asking you right now to forgive me. I want to understand more about you so you can help me to do that. Give me the peace of knowing that I am forgiven. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer today, 
It's the beginning of an amazing, amazing journey. Not an easy journey, but an amazing journey of getting to know God. And as a church, we would love to help you with that. You know, connect with us. Go on our website. We've got a chat function. Send us your details. We'd love to get in touch with you. Send us a message on social media. This is what this is about for us as a team and a church, is just to help connect you with God and go along that journey of forgiveness and restoration. You know, we love you so much. If you're looking today and you've never walked foot in this church before, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a member. God is there and God is available for all of you. Let's just sing together. Thank you. God bless.